Hello and welcome to Money Chill Out, the podcast to get inspired and feel good about your money. I'm Mike Afino, a woman in my 30s, ex-trader in the city of London, yoga teacher and owner of my financial empowerment business. On this podcast, I want to open up the discussion around money and investments and dive into personal finance management, which can be a great liberator, but also a huge stress factor in our lives. Every other week, I'll be joined by guests for conversations on money, mindsets, investment habits, and any best practices they abide by. So join me on this journey as we unpick the complexities of finance and get more comfortable talking about our money. You too can get financial peace of mind and it starts with empowerment and knowledge. Let's go. Hi, Alamid. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, thanks. Really, really nice. So I'm very happy to have you on this podcast and thanks for your time. I'm just going to make a quick intro and we'll go from there. So you're basically the founder of All Things Money, an online platform that you launched back in April 2020. And you provide adults with financial tools. So you have a 15,000 people community. You've been featured in a few financial newspapers, of which the Financial Times. You're also the host of the All Things Money podcast, which is a personal finance podcast that is here to help you kickstart the financial literacy journey. And you're just 24. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Do you want to add anything? I think you pretty much described everything I do, to be honest. When people read it back, it makes me realize how much I've done. But yes, that is what I do. <laughs> That's cool. So your goal through the platform is to help people navigate the adulting world from a finance perspective. So what do you think we need as an adult? What tools and, and why? So obviously... Being here in the UK, I've learned how little we are taught about how to manage our finances from budgeting to saving in schools, universities. So I know a lot of us adults are ill-equipped. So I think it's really important that we're provided with the tools to navigate adulthood from learning to read our first payslip, how to actually get on the property ladder, how to actually get a tenancy agreement, credit scores, everything. I think it's really important because I think you know, adulting is so hard already, let alone not feeling financially equipped to kind of navigate everything around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And so what the number one question you're being asked? Um, so the number one question I think I'm being asked more so at the moment, because we're now obviously in a cross the blue crisis, is how to save our pennies. So when I first started the platform, I was getting more questions about, you know, how can I save for my first house? How can I learn how to invest? How can I improve my credit score? But I think now that people are really struggling financially a lot more of the questions I'm getting asked about now is how to save up and how to save money mm -hmm. which is good because it's really like the the subject of this episode we really talk about the cost of living so that's cool and what are the things that you provide that you think really make a big difference so how do you help your client basically I think it's because I'm like a young relatable person I think that makes a big difference I try the hardest I can to share all the information I share in a easy to read easy to digest kind of way so it's not overwhelming because I know how overwhelming financial education can be and how boring it can be sometimes as well so hopefully I'm able to kind of share it in an interesting way that connects with my audience 
Okay, cool. And you're working so with individuals, but as well with some companies. So can you share some stories and, and especially how you've helped them? Yeah, so there's definitely a few individuals I can kind of speak about anonymously, obviously. But one, I guess, well, a number of people have kind of shared with me that they've learned how to invest in the stock market which is amazing because I feel like everyone on this planet should be able to invest if they can. So yeah, so I've got a lot of positive investing stories and also I've got loads of people that managed to get themselves out of debt as well, just from some of the tips I've shared, some of the signposted organizations as well. I know a lot of people have actually managed to climb themselves out of debt as well, which is amazing to hear. Mm, Okay, that's cool. So let's go now to like the core of our talk, which is about the cost of living crisis. So it's Clearly, the number one issue everybody's talking about. Personally, do you feel the inflation biting? Absolutely. <laughs> In what way? Like, can you share some examples of what you've noticed? Yeah, definitely. So, I think firstly is grocery shopping. So, I still live at home, but I do still do a good bulk of my shopping myself for my food. That has gone up significantly, and all my friends kind of always reward me that the frugal friend anyway. So my, seeing my shopping maybe jump like five, six pounds every time. Well, since like maybe this time last year to now, it's probably like a good five, six pounds cost difference, which is ridiculous. And also the petrol, petrol as well has gone up. So luckily I don't drive as much anymore because I work majority at home, but the, obviously we've all seen the cost of petrol has gone up. Also energy prices has gone up as well. So yeah, I've definitely seen inflation bite. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So have you changed the way you live or kind of because you work from home now, but any other thing that you have changed or thought of or implemented for yourself and what do you advise to do? And, and because I really like when the people who actually like say concepts apply their, their own thinking. <laughs> yeah, of course. So for me, I've always had a budget, but over summer, I think that budget got a bit lax just because I went on a few holidays, festivals and things like that. So I think now, from September onwards I've really you know gone back to having a really strict budget you know a budget can be flexible obviously if you want it but I know I need to go back to it being quite strict so I give myself a weekly budget which I've been doing quite well and sticking to that very well I've also removed all of my credit cards from my Apple Pay at the moment because again I got quite into the habit of just spending unnecessarily on there over summer so yeah little bits like that I've definitely switched up and there's a few things from my budget I've actually cut out as well so made some nice cuts to some spending bits I probably didn't really need so yeah I've definitely applied a lot of my concepts recently Mm -hmm. and did it cost you personally as in like was it hard to do or actually there's a lot of things that you realize oh it's not that hard to cut yeah nothing was too bad to cut to be honest one of the things I cut was just, so I would already go to the gym, but I had an app that helped create routines for me in the gym, which I paid monthly, but I've managed to switch that to a cheap alternative. And then I think just sitting down with myself, I think, you know, a lot of people kind of like to put off over like taking a look at their finances, but I had a really good sit down and looked at my ingoings and my outgoings and made a few good cuts and also some cuts to some subscriptions I had when running the business as well that I knew I didn't need anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I see. So for you, like in order to implement things, you basically looked at all the expenses and and incomings, as you said, and you were just taking in or out what you wanted to keep or let go. So do you have any other money saving tips or or do you recommend that everybody should go on their account and actually look what's really essential? 
Yeah, so I guess one of the things I think is really, really important is to actually have a look at your financial plan. I know some people have already done this, but I know there's many people that have put it off. So I think it's really important to to have a look, sit down, be honest with your spending and just have a plan of what comes in and what comes out. I think a lot of people now have done a lot to kind of cut out their expenses. So I don't want to make people feel bad if they've already cut everything they can and still struggling to make ends meet. So I think now next, it's really important to find ways of increasing your income. So, you know, there's many ways, which I'm sure we'll share shortly, but many ways you can kind of multiply your streams of income now. I don't think we can really rely on one sole income from one employer anymore. I think it's really important to have as many streams of um, income as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That that uh, leads swiftly to like the investment side kind of. So with the price increases, so if I do like a, a short intro to, to really, because there's a lot of things coming into play and they can be like a bit counterintuitive sometimes. So in price increases, like the inflation, you have investment options that may be safe in terms of capital protection, but they're actually making us lose money in real terms. And what I mean by that is that what we can afford with the same amount of money actually decreases. So that's why investing is really important. And that's why with a bit of risk, we try to get some return and hence keep up our purchasing power. But at the same time, which is tricky, central bank are trying to cool down the economy. And by increasing interest rates, they're trying to beat the inflation issue. But we may head into recession. So it's really hard to balance and to find when to enter the market and so on, because it's pretty volatile. So I have a few questions for you on that. So first, do you think the inflation is temporary or will stay way longer than everybody kind of expects? And then we'll go from there. Um, So I guess with inflation, it's really hard to predict. I mean, people that actually work in the central banks, news reporters are even struggling to predict. I think at the moment, it's all just based on their theories. So they do expect, well, some people expect inflation to continue to rise until at least early 2023. However, again, I'm not too sure on whether or not that will be the case. So I guess it's always just about um, tuning into the news and, you know, staying up to date on what's going on. But I do think, and this is my personal opinion, I do think we'll be headed towards a recession soon. Mm-hmm. So so in that way, I can we recession-proof our financing? And, and if we already have some investment, what can we do? Or if we want to invest more, yeah, what can we do there? Yeah, so I guess when it comes to investing, it's about, you know, firstly doing your research, what do you want to invest in? So there's a few ways you can make your investments, there are different investment types out there. But yeah, making sure you really do your research. Also too, make sure you have a budget. So work out how much you can afford to invest. Now, I always tell people before they touch any money in the stock market, it's really important to have some cash savings set aside beforehand. And once you have some cash savings, you might feel comfortable enough to invest. However, we know at the moment, money is tight so you know it's really important to work out a budget to see how much you can really afford to invest because there's nothing worse than investing all your money in the stock market and then you realize you have nothing to fall back on so work out how much you can afford to invest is really really important and then I guess if you are already investing you know and you're happy with the progress it's making see if there's any way you can maybe increase the amount you're investing if you're comfortable enough to do so because again compound interest hopefully over time will make your money grow faster. So again, if you can afford to invest more money, then that may be something you want to look at as well. Mm -hmm. So basically no panic, even though the market is like up, down and quite down, (laughs) but but think long-term. Yeah, absolutely. I always recommend if you're going to invest, if you can, 
roughly invest for around five to 10 years. Again, that means you can ride out the stock market wave because like we said, it can be volatile, especially now more so than ever. So yeah, just make sure if you can stay level-headed and look for, think of the future. Mm-hmm. So either when you're already invested or for new investors, do you think now is a good time or how would you approach like making an investment now? Yeah. So I obviously cannot give investing advice, but if you are looking to invest, and I do think now can be a good time. The reason why I say that is because the stock market is quite low at the moment. So I always make the analogy that it's currently living through a stock market sale. So, you know, a lot of the investments that you probably would have made a year ago or so, they're currently, or some of them are currently on a discount, I guess. Obviously, they're down on, um, now we're on a downturn market. They are a lot cheaper than what you may have purchased maybe five years ago. So again, it might be the perfect time for you to maybe enter the market now and hold on to those investments for, again, like I said, the next five to 10 years, as it might rebound and you might be able to get some profit. Yeah. Okay. And an interesting point that you said is that you, or we should not rely on just one source of income, but like really try to diversify. So do you have any ideas or how people can do that? Yes. So there's many ways that you can multiply your streams of income. So one way like we touched on is investing if you feel comfortable enough to do so. Another way to kind of make extra cash at the moment is to take advantage of Online surveys, so websites such as Prolific, YouGov and Toluna are some of my favourites. And then also, if you can, take part in online focus groups. So there's websites such as Saros, Angelfish and User Testing Now that allow you to take part in online focus groups, share your opinion and you get paid for your time. Also, if you can, sell your skills online if you have any. So Many people now have skills such as copywriting. I know a friend that gets paid for doing voiceover work and things like that. It's really good if you can to hone in on those skills and sell them and get some freelance work that way. So websites such as Fiverr and Upwork are good for that. And I guess post-pandemic, a lot of us probably found out that we have lots of unwanted goods and items. So, you know, you might want to be able to sell some of those clothes as well or items using eBay, Depop and Vinted are great places to sell your unwanted stuff. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that it's not that hard in a way or or like the amount of effort is not like a lot of hours in one day, but kind of everybody could in a way try to find other ways to increase revenues. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we've touched base on a lot of things like how to catch your spending and then how to invest and then how to have other sources of income. Any other methods or thoughts? So I guess when it comes to obviously the fact, obviously I mentioned that we may be heading into a recession. So I think now is the really important time to recession proof your finances. So obviously I've got a few tips. So I guess when it comes to doing so, number one, it's really important to create a budget to work out how much you can afford to spend. So, you know, working out your income, working out your outgoings and then making a um, deduction between the two to work out how much disposable income you really have. Now, a lot of people might have to face reality and realise that this that realize that that disposable income might not be a lot so again then you want to kind of see if there's any ways you can reduce those outgoings and then like I mentioned we can cut 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 and sometimes we've cut everything we need so again looking at ways you can increase and diversify your income and then if you can as well try and start building an emergency pot of money if you don't already have a pot of savings stashed away it's really important you have some money to fall back on should god forbid anything happen to you and then If you can as well, lastly, 
try and look for any financial help if you're eligible. So there's loads of financial organisations at the moment that are offering free impartial advice for those that might be struggling. Mm -hmm. And it's true, we don't really think about these things, but they're pretty helpful. Mm. Yeah, thanks so much. So if we talk about your project, so anything exciting you're working on at the moment? So I guess at the moment, my main focus really is my first live event, which is happening very soon, which is very exciting. So that's my biggest project, really. So yeah, that's definitely one that if anyone is listening, would like to attend, then obviously I can share the ticket link as well with you. Okay, so so what the live event, what is it about? So the event is about how to navigate the cost of living crisis and beyond. So in that event, I'll be sharing some tips and tricks on how you can navigate the current current times we're living in, how you can budget effectively, how you can save your cash, how can you multiply your streams of income, et cetera, et cetera. So basically everything we kind of covered today, but in live form, I've got an exciting panel joining me on the evening as well, as well as a perfect time to network with other guests as well. Amazing. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll ask you for the for the link. <laughs> Do you want to share any resources that inspire you on the personal finance subject? So I guess there's a number of different books I've, probably, I've read in the past, which I've absolutely loved. So one of them is Money, A User's Guide by Laura Waitley. That's one of the first personal finance books I ever read. And she shared so much good information in there. So definitely recommend that. And I guess another one would be my own personal ebook. So I've got an ebook that covers six key areas of personal finance which is budgeting saving investing pensions mortgages taxes all that good financial stuff and then I've also got my own personal finance podcast like you mentioned in the introduction which is the all things money podcast which I always recommend people check out as well Mm -hmm. that's true there's a lot (laughs) (laughs) that's good so where can we follow you so you can follow me. I'm mainly on Instagram, which is at allthingsmoney underscore. And then I'm also on Twitter and TikTok. And then we've also got a Facebook group, which is called the All Things Money Community. Again, feel free to join us. And yeah. Cool. That sounds super inspiring. Thank you so much, Ola, for this discussion. I really enjoyed it. So nice to speak about this issue that we're all facing and, and that is really, yeah, impacting everybody kind of so yeah thanks for your insights and i'm sure we'll meet again very soon amazing thank you so much for having me (laughs) thank you so at the end of this episode i hope you're as enthusiastic as i am you can find the notes and the key takeaways on my website at maricafino.com and if you like this podcast please subscribe and spread the word thank you